It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Kids do need to be seen, but what does that actually mean? To see your kids not, I mean, open your eyes and there they are sitting down. No, not that. There's something else other than that. Dr. Jennifer Pope is a lecturer in child health and well-being at Mary Immaculate College. Jennifer, good morning. Good morning, PJ. I'm delighted to be on this morning uh, talking about this really important area. And Cheers. first of all, can I congra- congratulate you on your show, on your recent award, the Mental Health Media Award. Oh, and you're I think so this kind. is really linked now, this is really linked to what we want to talk about this morning, because you are giving people a voice. And I know you got that award for giving people in Middleton a voice. Um, and I think it's so important. And your tagline, can we just talk, I think is actually doing such an important service for people of Cork and for all your listeners. And I think this is really important when we think about children mm-hmm. and making sure that children have a voice and Mm -hmm. are listened to and are valued for who they are. And you value your listeners. You say, you know, the opinion line is open. We're Mm -hmm. here. We want to listen. And we know that everybody has different opinions, you know, and some people might be listening this morning and saying, oh, children back in our day were never seen or heard and it never did us any harm. Mm -hmm. Now, I would argue that actually not listening to children, not respecting children and not valuing children in our past has had devastating consequences yeah. when we think of things like, you know, child abuse and not not listening to children, not valuing what their experiences. <laughs> and even for those listeners who are thinking, well, it never did me any harm. I wonder when you when you say that in your mind, are you getting maybe a flashback to your childhood then? Mm. And I, I think it's probably not a positive experience, a positive memory you're thinking about. Mm. Maybe someone made you feel small or maybe feel insignificant or disempowered. Mm. It, it used to be, it Bernard used to be, the, the, yeah. the, sorry, the, the seeing children be seen and not, and not heard. I, I remember it vividly from my own childhood. In The belief was that when you were in, as a child, when you were with adults, you, you spoke when the adults invited you to speak. Uh, you didn't, you didn't start a conversation or you didn't break up a conversation between adults, you didn't jump in and I can to that date, from that date, I can't wonder I can't know whether, was that the right thing or not to be teaching young kids Well I think what's really important is to teach young children to have respect yeah. and to have empathy and to listen 
And I'm I'm smiling here to myself because your caller earlier, or Eva Cunningham, is actually, would you believe, a really good friend of mine. And she was talking about the importance of listening. And she is a fantastic listener. So I think as we need to develop with children the skill of listening. So it's not about interrupting people. But I think we also need to value children's contributions as well. Mm. And to show respect for children. Because Bernard has used the tagline, a childhood lasts a lifetime. And we know that what happens in early life, it leaves a lasting imprint. It stays with us. And if we can experience respect and value and, you know, all those positive things, then that stays with us. And then we, in turn, then can show empathy, can show respect for others. But that has to be nurtured, I think, in early childhood so that then we can have respectful uh, relationships as we get older as well. And you know that children, if you ever watch, say, a preschool, uh, you know, a toddler or preschool child engaging in pretend play, they are very keen observers of adults. They watch what's going on and they can imitate, you know, and they can take off people. Yeah, you know, if you see them in a little kitchen or whatever and they're a a toy kitchen, they're taking off adults. So they're so tuned in. Yes. And so it's really important then that we are giving them positive messages and that we are positive role models so that they can then show empathy, respect for others as well. They learn what they see. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's really important then that we have these um, really positive relationships with young Mm. children and develop. So it's not about them uh, taking over. And, you know, I'm, when I'm saying about children being heard and being listened to, it's not that when they're in the toy shop, they say, I want this, I want that, I want that. It's about them feeling valued, listened mm. to, and that they matter. And mm. I think we all want to feel like that. I was really struck, um, PJ, last week, you had Deirdre Coakley on, uh, whose father was That's murdered, right. and th- the trial didn't go ahead. And she was talking about how, how much it affected her that she had her victim impact statement and she never got to read that out. And that that actually struck a chord with me that, you know, the being able to talk through that, read out that victim impact statement was a really important part of her processing the trauma, that mm. horrendous trauma that happened to her. And it wasn't that she wanted people to look at her and, and notice her, but it was, it, it, there was an uh, important part in, the, in, in dealing with that trauma of actually being able to talk about it and release it and let it out. Mm. So that's why I think it's really important that we then, we, we talk to children and we give them opportunities, mm. particularly children who are experiencing trauma. We heard only last week about high rates of domestic violence, domestic abuse during the pandemic. And there are children around the country in homes this morning who have maybe witnessed or involved in very traumatic experiences. Mm -hmm. And so it's really important that we, I suppose, have these open uh, nurturing relationships, particularly, say, in early childhood settings uh, and creches and preschools where we understand what children are going through and have opportunities for them to process um, 
process this trauma in very open ways and that we listen to children and we see and respect what they're doing. Mm. If a child is acting in a certain way, um, sometimes you might just dismiss it as bad behaviour, but psychologists... I knew a psychologist one time who who wore a T-shirt when she was giving a a talk. She'd wear a T-shirt with WTF written across the front of it. And, of course, people would say, well, that's a very rude T-shirt. And she'd say, no, it means what is the function? So when a child is acting out in some way, there's a function to that behaviour. There's a reason for that behaviour. Should we learn to understand those reasons? Absolutely, absolutely. And I think... I think we probably need to become more like toddlers. So if you think of a toddler or a young, very young child and they say, why, mommy? Why? Why is that? Why is that? And I think actually we sometimes lose that sense of curiosity as we get older. And I think it's really important as parents or for people working with young children and families that we have that, that why. We ask, what's going on? What's behind the behaviour? Because for a young child, you know, they can't maybe explain they can't verbalize what's going on sometimes it comes through in their play and we need to be very tuned in to what they're doing in their play we were doing some interesting research um up in, in mary i with a colleague of mine suzanne egan looking at the first families' experiences during the first pandemic first lockdown in the pandemic and how children were actually working through the pandemic through their play They had little Lego figures where social distance or, you know, they were sometimes very worried about infection control and, you know, washing the dolls, hands all the time, things like that. So so, sometimes it can come through their play, but other times it can come through maybe in what might be perceived as negative or bad behavior, as you mentioned. Mm. But actually, that can be a way of them trying to figure out, trying to work out, um, work through trauma for example or work work through negative things that are going on for them Mm -hmm. and they can't maybe tell us but they are telling us through their behavior Mm. they're they're Um, speaking to us in their language absolutely and um and sometimes again it's it's even hard for them to process what's actually going on and when we talk about children being seen this is really important as well because sometimes it's only maybe through this negative behaviour that a child maybe is seen or gets noticed. Yes. So sometimes they're so craving attention that they might do something negative to try and get your attention. Yes, even negative you know? attention and, and is attention. Even, yes. So it's we want to try and avoid that from happening and give uh, uh, the attention, you know, to begin with and to break, break that cycle. So if there was a couple of pieces of advice you could give parents, and we're coming into Christmas now, so we'll be spending an awful lot of time together as families, and possibly over the Christmas period, you spend more time with your children than you do at any other time of the year. Is, Is there a way that parents can actively see their child? Well, there's there absolutely, PJ, there's a few things. In Harvard, they talk about serve and return. And they talk about having these conversations with young children. And sometimes that can be conversations with babies who aren't necessarily talking back, but they're, you're actually having these interactions where you're actively listening to the child. And that might be engaging in play with the child. So you may not actually be talking about 
issues or talking about problems or talking about if we think of the child playing in terms of COVID, but you actually start to play with the child. And it can be really useful as well to give them more control during the play. So you ask them what are the rules, for example, or you tell them or you get them to tell you how they want you to play in the game. Mm. Okay. Um, and get, yeah, I would think as well, when it comes to buying presents and things for young babies and young children, books are really important. Mm-hmm. Books are really important. Forget your big expensive plastic toys that make all that noise that drives everyone crazy after a while. Books and and kind of even household experiences. Getting young children to help with the la- sorting out laundry, sorting out socks, and maybe having a chat. The, there's lots of research, even in Ireland, the growing up in Ireland research is saying that actually talking, chatting, that chatting we do at home with young children is so important for cognitive development, problem solving and things like that as children get older. So reading little stories with, with young children, talking to them, being involved in their play. Now, I'm conscious as well, some parents might be out there saying, I don't have time for that. So much going on. Mm. And I appreciate that. But sometimes engaging in the play like that and chatting or even just being near the child while they're playing and being being there can actually save time. Because sometimes if you get into a cycle of trying to address or um, negative behavior, that can take a lot of time. Whereas actually if we can prevent that from happening in the first place and have these more positive relationships mm. and positive experiences, that can actually give us a time. Sounds to but me I'm like what you're saying is the greatest gift you can give your children at Christmas is your time. Absolutely, yeah. And to really focus on building those positive relationships, those positive interactions, because that's what children will remember. And these experiences are built into our bodies and our brains. There's lots of research now looking at how this is important. The relationships we have when we're young are important, not just for building relationships as we get older, Mm. but maybe even built into our immune systems are, you know, built physiologically into our bodies and our brains and maybe linked to things like um, chronic diseases later on in adulthood. Cranky. So you might have might be familiar with the with the debate nature or nurture debate. Yes, yes. And now they're talking about actually it's about nurturing nature. So we have all these genetics, but what makes what makes certain genes be expressed later on? And so researchers are now saying, well, maybe it's what's happening in the environment earlier on can actually have an impact, um, and at, at a kind of a physiological level in our bodies and that we might carry that as we go on into adulthood. Okay, it's a fascinating field and uh, good to spend some time talking to you about it this morning. Uh, Dr Jennifer Pope is a lecturer in child health and well-being, uh, early childhood care and education at Mary I uh, University. Thank you very much, Jennifer, and thank you indeed for your kind words at the start of our conversation. Very, very much appreciated. Courts 96 FM. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.